Welcome back to another episode of the prologue to Fillmore's Crossing. Last time that we joined our heroes, they had went to the apartment of the Baudelaire's and had discovered that there was a shady figure still hiding in the apartment. The vampire tried to ambush Fox Smolder, but failed and was murdered quite quickly by a really high damage roll. Or a crit? I forget. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, then we discovered that it looked as though Jean-Luc had been hoarding human blood. What will happen this week on the prologue to Fillmore's Crossing? Fuck if I know, man. These guys are doing all sorts of random shit. Want to introduce your characters, Chris? Yeah, I'm Falk. Special Agent Falk, I should say. And, uh, yeah, I was just shot at by this guy in this apartment. And then I turned around and lit his ass up with a bunch of lightning. Brian? I'm Thomas DeWeese. I'm a priest. I don't like bureaucracy. I don't like wasting time. And I don't like jokes. <laughs> I hate bureaucracy, too. That goddamn Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Just kidding, I love jokes. And last uh, but not least, Vaughn? Uh, I'm playing as Tristan, and uh, still haven't quite figured out what kind of voice I'm going to give him yet. I'm doing the best I can. So far, Vaughn's method is to uh, just uh, be Chris. Hey, well, I, I, I had a voice. Tristan's voice is working good, too. I know. I'm just trying to say that whatever voice you are doing at any given time, that's what Vaughn does. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your fucking Boston accent infects me. Um, And then I am uh, Tim, your dungeon master. And uh, so, yeah, you guys are back in the apartment. Um, there is... Currently, the uh, the blood from the vampire is starting to coagulate, and uh, you guys are staring down at a uh, at a couple of suitcases filled with blood. What you want to do? So, um, basically, uh, I'll, I guess I'll go and uh, zip up these suitcases for one. And um, uh, is Tristan in the room with us? Yeah, everybody. Everybody uh, got back to the room. Before you went and cleared the rest of it, basically. Oh. Alright, so I, I, I hand the two suitcases over to him, and I'm like, uh, here you go, bud. Evidence. I'm gonna go check out the other room. So, yeah, I want to check out that other room across the, the hallway. You were already in there. That was uh, Jean-Luc's room. There was a uh, there was a single large bed, uh, a wardrobe. Um, it was well-kempt and neat. Um... You know, just a, just a standard bedroom. You didn't really uh, find anything of interest other than clothes in his wardrobe. Alright. So, um, yeah, I guess we will, unless anybody else has anything to do here, I would say let's go to the speakeasy. Alright. So when you get downstairs, the first, uh, the first carriage of brown coats has arrived. Um, you'd figure it's been maybe ten... 12 minutes since uh, the gunshot went off, which is actually pretty good timing considering uh, considering that they're coming by a horse-drawn carriage. Fuck is going on with people that have uh, cars and vehicles? Just saying. Moving on. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's better than most Metropolis. 
<laughs> so um, I don't want Tristan to give those um, those suitcases of the blood to the the other feds to take away to the the agency. I want to hold on to those and keep them with us. Okay. I mean, they're kind of heavy. All right. Well, uh, yeah. And it seems like these would be pretty important uh, clues in a crime scene investigation. The the speakeasy is still in the <laughs> confinement where we're located already. Well, why don't you guys close, deal right? with this in character then? Because it sounds like one of you would be more by the book about this, and one of you wouldn't. So let's. I, uh... So I had to close Discord. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh shit. I don't know why I keep having trouble. Well, they're about to go through it in character, so you can join okay. in as they go. Okay, okay well, uh, Falk, uh, as I'm sure, gave, handed the two suitcases to uh, to Tristan. Two suitcases full of blood. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right, uh, Special Agent Tristan, hold on to those suitcases for me. Uh, don't hand them over to the FIA yet. They might come in handy later. Well, wouldn't they come in handy to the FIA? Not as handy as they're going to come to us if we, you know, need to have a bargaining chip with these guys. Or, um, you know, it was mentioned that our, our friend Vinny down at the down at the uh, pod shop has been uh, selling this stuff. If uh, need be, we might be able to, you know, hold these over his head. I think that we'd better... <clears throat> Hold on. I gotta <laughs> try and... <laughs> Sometimes my voice doesn't want to do things. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I felt like you just blew into a fucking uh, uh, pitch finder. We we may have a problem. What's that? We have to decide how to approach this speakeasy thing, because I believe the guy upstairs is running down to warn, what's his name, Donnie. So, uh, what's the deal with the guy upstairs? You saw him? Uh, he ran out of the room. He just uh, he just does some gambling with them. Um, but I'm pretty sure he knows that we're going to cause trouble and that we're going to come ask him questions. So that's where Can I assume he's... just let him run out of the room? Like, so long, pal. Have, have a good time. <laughs> there was a lady in there. <laughs> good <laughs> God. She was of more interest to me. <laughs> I swear, this is why you aren't in a church anymore. I didn't think that uh, that Mickey here would let him pass the door. Good point. Mickey, get over <laughs> here. <laughs> Who the hell is Mickey? <laughs> He's the brown coat that's been watching the door. Wake up, Greenhorn. You know, uh, Greenhorn, real quick. I, I, you know, before I get to, to Mickey here, I had just gotten to where I called your special agent, and then you just... Just had to have me downgrade you right here in front of Mickey here, the, the, the brown coat. Was that actually okay? Was that actually his name? <laughs> no, I think they just made it up to right now. You know, the, Brian was the only named brown coat, and he was upstairs and got murdered. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Mickey the brown coat walks up and he goes, uh, "Yeah, what?" Uh, what can I do for you? Well, did you uh, see a guy run past you and you just let him go? I mean, I wasn't, uh, I, we, were, we were under orders that people weren't supposed to be coming in. Not, uh, not leaving. Leaving was okay. So, I mean, he ran out, but 
lots of these people are junkies and whatnot, and it's not really any of my business, you know? He looks very nervous, like he's kind of <laughs> playing with his coat, the button on his coat, like, fuck, you know what I mean? And <laughs> what world, after a gunshot is <laughs> just happens in your building, you just let a guy run past you because it's okay to keep people out, but you can't keep the people in? Gosh, these... these well, these well, you private got, you agencies. Remember, he he ran past us, and and then the gunshot went off. It wasn't it wasn't like we heard the gunshot, and then he ran past us. I mean, you know what? It do, it doesn't matter. You're right. I screwed up, <laughs> and I and I apologize. It, it won't it won't happen again. So where are we going? To speakeasy? Yeah, let's go. Sounds like a plan. Um, you guys keeping those two very large parcels yeah i guess <laughs> i guess i am <laughs> if special agent fox says that they're useful i guess we're keeping them <laughs> all right so you guys just make sure you hold on to both of those at all times okay <laughs> those are what the... don't let anything happen yeah to I'll them. Ma- yeah those i'll make sure to keep blood? them out of your way so you don't trip over them <laughs> good we can't be having that again also if you tell anybody about that, you're gonna be demoted so fucking fast. I feel like you don't have that authority. I feel like I'm the senior agent here and you need to shut your mouth. <laughs> Alright, so you guys are walking down the street with... <laughs> and, uh, and Tristan has two enormous, uh, enormous suitcases, you know, with a bunch of vials clattering around inside of them, um... As a matter of fact, uh, one of that, a couple of them have have broken inside of the thing. So there's a there's like a couple of <laughs> there's just a like a stream drizzling out behind it. No, it's not like it's nowhere near that bad. But like there's like a there's a clear you know couple drops of blood every uh, every probably five hundred feet or so. <laughs> so how many blocks away is it to the uh, speakeasy? So, uh, you guys have to go, uh, you guys have to go north for about six blocks and then to the east for about ten, but it's not very far. It's less than a mile. Okay, so, uh, I say we stop we're about, like, a block away and sort of look ahead to see if we can, uh, sort of see anything going on, um, do a perception check, I guess. All right, go ahead. I guess I will as well, since uh, we have the opportunity. Yeah, you might as well. All right. As usual, mine is not going to be very good. I got a five plus one, so six for me. All right. Right. So you ever notice the architecture around here is just like really <laughs> neat. So, like you, um, like you know about uh, the rest of the. Or actually, I'll wait until Vaughn rolls his when we get Tristan's. 11. An 11? So all of the different confinements that uh, all of the magical creatures live in are over in this part of town. But not not every single one of the old houses that, uh, that you know, humans used to live in um, have been torn down at this point. And this is one of the few blocks in the city in between all of these, you know, very tall concrete buildings of... Uh, the confinement where there are actual houses. Um, there are eight of them in a row, and the middle house is 
the address on that you guys have been told multiple times 1231 East Barovia Drive um, there's no like there's no sign of people you can't see anything out of the ordinary other than the fact that this is definitely one of the oldest parts of the neighborhood are we at the speakeasy you're not at it you guys are like uh, you guys are like a block away just uh, investigating the area and just trying to scope it out and see what's going on but you don't see any sort of like guard or bouncer or anyone for that matter like you see not a soul okay well uh, before anything else goes on um, once they have like stopped and are sort of taking cover and just investigating from the distance uh, Tristan sort of lets the two giant suitcases full of blood just uh, drop to the ground because <laughs> he's been carrying them for almost a mile and his strength is only eight so <laughs> it was took some effort uh, he, dro- he lets them both fall <laughs> to the ground and uh, like shakes his hands out like <laughs> God damn, those things are heavy. So, did we hear a shatter, like, even more when... Oh, yeah, uh, you heard a bunch of those vials shatter, and uh, and you see blood start to ooze out from the seams of the suitcases. God damn it, rookie, that's how we were gonna get in there. It was gonna be like a delivery. They're not gonna take it now. Look, it's bleeding all over the place here. Yeah, well, maybe you should have thought of that before making me carry both of them a mile! <laughs> Hmm. This could still work. What are you thinking? Let's go to the front door. I want to talk to the guards. Uh, yeah, I don't think there are guards. He said there weren't any guards. <laughs> he said there were none visible. They might be. There's got to be some oh, okay. at the door. It's speakeasy. You got to have a password to get in, right? So they're going to be like inside with a slot in the door or something like that. There's got to be something. You know who would have probably known the All password right. to the speakeasy? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> that orc that you let run away, Brian? <laughs> that's why it was in there, Brian. Like, that's why the whole encounter existed, so that you could go and find a dude that knew the password to the speakeasy. Like, I was rewarding you for pursuing the side quest, and you completely failed and bit on the red herring instead. <laughs> that's bullshit. <laughs> But anyway. So, uh. <laughs> so, Father Tom, in your clerical studies, have you ever, uh. got the spell of, uh, disguise self or something, or are you just gonna go up there looking like a fed? Best I got is, uh, minor illusion. So, you guys are standing across, uh. from these rows of buildings, uh, in the shadows of one of the tall confinements behind you, and, uh. There are two suitcases next to you seeping out blood. Uh, it's starting to it's starting to smell just a little bit. Like not it just smells like that that metallic y smell that blood has. I got an idea. Alright, quick, put all your all your badges and everything that uh, looks like FIA official stuff in your pockets. And um, Quick, let's smather all this blood on Tristan here. We'll run up there, we'll carry him up like he's been wounded, and we'll act like he's one of the boys. And we'll act like we need to get in there really quick. And and maybe they may let us in. Seems reasonable to me. This does not seem reasonable to me. (laughs) 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 Immediately, as he's he's saying that, I'm already opening the satchel. (laughs) Alright, you know, dip your hands in, bud. Get it all over you. 
Is there a um, disguise skill, or is deception probably the closest? Deception's probably, yeah, I think that's going to be the closest. Okay. um, So here's what I'm going to do. Whatever one of you has the higher deception, I'm going to have you you roll it, but you have advantage because the other one is going to help you. Zero. (laughs) Because I fucking love this. (laughs) My deception's only one. Do you want to roll first? Roll for what? Mine is a three plus my deception (laughs) is four, so seven. Well, you have advantage. Oh, okay. So seven plus four, I have eleven. Eleven? So still not, still not doing hot. No, I mean, you think you did all right? Like you and so you and Tom, um, you kind of grab Tristan like by the crooks of his elbows behind him, and Tom starts smearing blood all over him and stuff, and like there are very clear palm prints in places on like his shirt and. Uh, and on his face and stuff. It looks a lot more like war paint, but you figure if you move fast enough, it's probably going to be fine. All right. Um, like, you know how the Uruks look in uh, Lord of the Rings where they've got, like, the giant white palm prints on their face? Like, <laughs> Tristan has just a bloody palm print on his face. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, you, you, you figure you did a decent oh, job, uh, but... <laughs> oh, okay. Um. So, um... Can I roll like a uh, a sort of I, I guess like a history check to know if I would know the name of like a, a sort of rival gang in the area? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Damn it! <laughs> Hold on, history plus two, six. <laughs> <laughs> so you're racking your brain and uh, you're like, wait. So what was? What was it the the Permans? Something. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, okay. The the uh, uh, the the Permans. You see. Okay, guys. This isn't my beat, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, the the Permans. I think that was it. Yeah. Um, the Permans we'll, we'll and their leader the... Soup. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh... Soup Perman. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Put a hit out on uh, on on Benny over at the the pawn shop that's been selling their wares. You know the the. Wait blood. wait 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 hold on. Did you just say his name was Superman? Because <laughs> that sounds yeah, really you know, familiar. Uh, <laughs> I think that's right. It uh, sounds super familiar. Super familiar. That's it. <laughs> the super familiar family. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> familia de super. <laughs> okay, so um, Tristan's yeah, just we, looking we, back and forth as they <laughs> like stumble over their words, um, becoming more and more concerned. We, we take... <laughs> and as I'm so, thinking, as I'm trying to think about it, and I'm looking down uh, at the ground, I'm just like um, mindlessly smearing more paint on his face. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a lot more like he bobbed for an apple in blood than <laughs> like got injured. It's very, it's very Quentin Tarantino and a whole lot less realistic. Like, <laughs> all right. So, so to sell this, we're gonna have to just run all the way up there with him. Like, there was no break in, in you know, right in our stride. Right. All right. So let, let's go. You, so where are you guys running up to the front door? Yeah. Right up to the front door with, uh, with you know, kind of holding Tristan up by his arms. Okay. Kind of dragging him, like, and uh, who who's gonna knock? I'll knock. 
Okay, so you uh, you go up and you pound on the door. You're pretty strong, aren't you, Tom? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Strength. If only well. there was this sheet you could have in front of you that say had all of your stats on it. I had to scroll up. Strength twelve. I mean, decently strong. So, um, you immediately when you pound on the door, the door swings open under the force of your blow, and you look inside and. The entire building it looks like it's been unoccupied for a long time. So, uh, I just let go of Tristan and let him fall. <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets up to his feet and sort of dusts off his knees. Well, that was uh, that was a great great use of time, guys. R- real quality plan. Worked out real well. So, question for you guys: Did you leave the um, the suitcases full of blood across the street? Then, yeah. Okay, perfect. I love that. <laughs> yeah, they're just open suitcases full of blood and broken vials and stuff, just laying in the middle of the street. <laughs> and then just a whole tr- uh, trail of blood leading to where we are. Okay, so you guys are in an old Victorian house with wooden floors. There's no furniture to speak of. But, like, you look around and you guys are in, like, a foyer-type area where, um, like, there's a giant, uh, chain hanging down in the center and you look, um, you can see in the center of the room is, uh, the remnants of a chandelier that must have fallen off of that chain at some point. Um, but there is no sign of any people at all. Alright, um, I at least, while we're looking around, uh, take out my, my revolver. Okay. And, um, I'm gonna roll a perception check. Okay. You sure we got the right address? Uh, did you check the number before you knocked on the door? I mean, I just assumed it's, it's the only building here that looks like it could be, uh, speakeasy. Greenhorn, go and check the number again real quick. And, uh, I got a, um... 16 plus 1 is 17 for my uh, perception. Okay. I got a, I got a 9. Okay. <laughs> I mean, basically everything that I already described, the wooden floor for you, uh, Brian. However, uh, Falk, you can actually hear the faint sound of maybe talking coming from uh, below you. Hey, uh, you guys, you guys hear that? Sounds like um, something going on below us here. I cautiously put my hand on on the hilt of my gun and I I rub its cock. <laughs> oh jeez. You're going to drive oh. that one into the fucking ground, aren't you? <laughs> it, it, oh my god. All right, well, that, there's there's no returning from that. We just got to move past it. Out it of happens. nowhere somebody comes by it. and just boos Tom real quick. Just <laughs> Just walks in and goes, hey, are you? Boo! And then just leaves. <laughs> so are there any, what's, what's in the, what did we see around the perimeter of the room? Are there doors, other hallways, yeah, staircases? Yeah, so um, there are, there are three doors, one going to the left, one going to the right, and one going straight. And the one straight in front of you is uh, cracked open by maybe three or four inches. And real quick, uh, Tristan does walk back to the front door and double checks the address. And it comes... 1231. Right, he just uh, tells it back to All him. Right, so, uh, it's 1231. Which one's cracked open? 
the one straight in the front of you. One. We should, uh, or I go up to... Oh, sorry, I should on mention the, right. the one straight in front of you is a double door. Oh, okay. So, like, like it's kind of, you know what I mean? Like, it's cracked open, um, like, where one of the doors is cracked open. Let's just say the left one is cracked open, the right one is, uh, is completely closed. I apologize. My drawing is kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I go up to the the one on the right, noticing that the the one in the middle is closed. It seems too obvious to me, so I go over to the one on the right and I just check the knob just slightly to see if it's locked or not. It seems like uh, it's not. All right. It's a pretty old then, knob. Uh, um, it's it's kind of loose though. Like when you turn it, it takes a little while before you actually catch a mechanism to start moving over the uh, whatever the catch on a lock is called. <laughs> <laughs> The cock. Hey. Yep, driving it into the ground. Uh, Tristan, come over here and open this door. <laughs> Agent Tristan, come over here and open this door. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at this point, uh, yeah, Tristan draws one of his own hand, his own uh, pistols, and comes over, and uh, he sort of standing to the side of the door, like so he he reaches over to the doorknob and I'm backing up while this is happening too. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like seeing him back up Tristan like just gives him a dirty look <laughs> and then just <laughs> turns the doorknob as fast as possible and throws it open <laughs> before it... okay. as soon as he does that I, I'm like right behind him I go bang <laughs> <laughs> why don't you guys uh I'll roll me a perception check, and I'm going to describe to you uh, what you see in this room. So this looks like the remains of a dining room. There is a table with uh, two of the the two legs that are closest to you are broken off halfway, and so the table is slanted at like a 45 degree angle um, with the with the bottom part of the slope closest to you and the high part of the table further away. There's an intact chandelier above that table. There are um, there are cabinets along the uh, right hand side with um, a bunch of different dishes and um, different uh, things like that. Uh, <clears throat> there's windows on on the cabinets, which is why you can tell what's in it. But all of the windows are smashed in, and the majority of the dishes look as though they've been smashed as well. Um, and there is one door which is open but it's in the far left corner, so you can't really see where it leads unless you were to go further into the room. And then um, completely on the opposite end of the wall, there is a large, um, a large like bay window, you know, the type that, that has the like seat that you could sit in because it kind of juts out of the house a little bit. And what were the, the results of your guys' perception rolls? I got an 11. Okay. The, the bay window is on our left? No, it's straight out in front of you. Oh, the door is on our left. Correct. And I rolled an eight. Six. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to save I'm, the day there, Falk? I'm sorry, five. Uh, I guess uh, you said that the, the table in the middle of the, the room was, like, leaning a little bit? Yeah, because the two legs that are closest to you are broken off, um, like, three-quarters of, of the way. And so it's kind of creating, like, a 45-degree slope. And the high part of the slope is uh, is further away from you. The low part of the slope is towards you. Okay, so... Uh, Stakes? 
That's what I'm thinking, but, uh, I mean... Could sure go for stakes right now. Falk, can you tell me what the result of your uh, perception check was? Oh, it was, uh, 11. Oh, okay. So, you actually notice something, like, you see some motion go past, like, just the bottom part of that window. You had to walk up, uh, probably 12 stairs in order to get into this house, so you know that the windows are they would be kind of high for a short creature and you think you might have seen the top of something's head move past that window and that would be on the outside of the window correct all right and then this window is like literally to the outside of the the building right? correct yep like you would land in the lawn to the to the right of the uh of the building if you were to jump out of it or something all right. Well, um, not that I'm giving you a ramp to run off of to jump out a window or anything. I mean, I'm absolutely doing that. I'm not smart enough to at this point to use the ramp, but I will just like just make a running jump towards the window. Why don't you give me an acrobatics check, please? Acrobatics. Oh, good. Uh, uh, eleven plus three, fourteen. All right. So you you sprint past the broken table, and you dive and you put your uh, hands up to shield your face from the from the broken glass that's flying each and every direction and you land on your side and quick roll up to your feet and in front of you is a short lithe uh, creature with pa- with a pale complexion and a very nice suit on carrying a, a rifle um, and as soon as you hit the ground, he kind of turns around surprised, and you have an action before he raises his rifle at you. All right, uh, I will... Stop resisting! <laughs> <laughs> so we don't, have to, um, we don't have to roll for initiative? We'll do that in a second. Maybe. I guess uh, I, I hold my gun up, uh, up at him and uh, say freeze. And while I'm holding the gun up, uh, up at him, I'm actually uh, using True Strike, my cantrip. Okay. Um, and so that... Uh, um, what is that? So that's going to be all the standard vampire imp- information that you get. Uh, radiant damage is by far the most effective. Um, again, very dexterous, small creature... And you immediately know that he's got uh, a Winchester repeating carbine. Well, I shouldn't say Winchester, but he's got a a repeating carbine made by a company that starts with a W. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Made by Whamchester. Yeah. Did you say this was a creature? It's a a vampire. He knows that now. I... So a creature is always is going to kind of usually describe anything that you don't necessarily know what it is at first. I was just seeing if it was a human or not. And and can I can we see him or is this just uh Riley? You just Riley caught the flash of him uh going walking past the window and so you don't see him at all. You just saw um you just saw Falk run through the room and then crash through the window and now he uh now he's screaming for something to freeze. Okay. Be careful quit kid. You don't want to make that mistake. Don't you point that gun at me, son. He kind of, like, looks around, and uh, he doesn't raise the rifle at you, but he also doesn't point it down at the ground, either. All right. Um, why don't you drop that gun, kid? Uh, should I roll a um, persuasion? Yeah, go ahead. 
Okay. Okay, 16 plus... 7. Okay. <laughs> so that's, um, 23. He, uh, throws it down on the ground and puts his hands in the air and goes, L- Listen, man, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not looking to die for Donnie. You know, I'm not, I'm not looking to die for him. Please, just, I- I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. Alright, uh, yeah, I'm not looking to kill you for Donnie either. Uh, put your hands behind your back, and, uh, I'm assuming I have some shackles on me. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so I, uh, shackle him up. Is this, um, this is in an alleyway, I guess, right? Around the building? No, you're in the, you're in, like, the side yard. Side yard? Yep. Okay, um, um, okay. Uh, Tristan, get out here! Right, well, uh, Tristan, uh, having seen Falk, like, randomly start sprinting through the room and jump through the window like a maniac, uh, quickly followed after him. Uh, so he reaches it about, uh, by the time Falk convinced him to, to drop the gun. Are you, uh, are you just trying to safely climb out the window, or are you diving out as well? He'll, he'll climb out. He'll just clamber out. Okay, so you'll actually probably get there, um, after Falk gets him shackled and starts shouting for you to come out. So basically, like, he shouts for you, and then literally when he turns his (laughs) head, you're there. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing, Tom? I want to see what it's all about. I'm, I'm going up to the window. Okay, yeah, you look out. So can I, can I, can I, I mean, we, we were in the middle of action, so I didn't want to say anything. Can I say that I went into the room with the table to, to go investigate, but then as soon as it sounded like the guy was going to lower his gun, I go to the side door? Yeah, of course. You don't have to go and see what they're doing out there. I'm, uh, I'm not going to throw it open. I'm just going to crack it open. It was already open, if you recall. You're talking about the one in the far left corner? Yeah. Yeah, that one's already open. Okay, I want to peep through. Uh, that it looks like uh, it's the kitchen. Okay. Like you see, uh, you see a stove, and there's a there's a hearth off in the corner. Um, there's a bunch of pots and pans and and preparation stations. This is a this is a fairly sizable home, and so you would imagine that it was at one point owned by somebody who had quite vast wealth. Okay, I uh, I go back to the broken window, and I just I don't. I just stick my head out and I say, uh, did you ask him where Donnie is? Yeah, kid, that's a good question. Uh, where's Donnie there, fella? He, listen, he's down. You gotta go around back to the, to the basement. The double doors. All right. I mean, I can't believe that you guys figured that the speakeasy was up here in the dilapidated building. Hey, uh, you know, we gotta eliminate all the... All the well, you guys, you guys were making a lot of noise, and they're gonna probably come hey. looking for me soon. So I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, let me ask you something. Uh, you, do you live around here? You got family? Yes, sir. He looks young. He looks like he might be 17, 18, 19 at most. Oh, well, that's older than I thought he was. You said he was short. Like, that, like, I don't know. I assume that was, uh, he would have been older or, uh, younger than that. All right, so, um... I'm gonna clamber out the window as well. Okay. Why don't you take us to the double doors? 
Yeah, I'm cool with that. This kid's old enough to, you know, still be hanging around with us. I was going to let him go if I thought he was, like, you know, a young kid. But Well, here's the thing about yeah. vampires, though. Even though they might look like a kid doesn't mean that they're young. Oh, okay. And you would know that, so... That, uh, that repeating rifle, is that, um, better than anybody's weapon right now? I don't know what's everybody carrying, just their six shooters? It's probably more effective, you would think. But not I mean, if I got my own, uh, spell weaponry, so, um, uh, no. Tristan, uh, why don't you, uh, secure that weapon there well, on the ground? Well, he already has, uh, two revolvers and a lever-action rifle of his own. Oh, okay, well, uh, why don't you break that... <laughs> rifle in half so it can't be used against us and uh how do you suppose i would do that <laughs> <laughs> the kid kind of looks at you all funny like <laughs> what the hell <laughs> okay uh take one of your rifles and shoot that one <laughs> <laughs> It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> Holy fuck, <laughs> I regret ever meeting either of you. Uh, Tristan will just grab the rifle and uh, use it in, in lieu of his own for now. Okay. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Alright, um, I guess we go back in through the window now. Okay. I just got outside. <laughs> I thought that, I thought that you guys wanted the kid to lead you around back. Too. Yeah, I thought we were. I, was, I pictured him oh, leading I us out. He said that. Uh, I no. thought he said it was around back, like through those double doors. No, it's it's around back, like it's an exposed basement. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, take us down there. Yeah, you guys get into the backyard, and you immediately see that there is a huge uh, slab of concrete with large uh, metal doors. You know, kind of at a at a forty five degree angle, and the the handles and stuff on the door and the hinges are a little bit rusty, but it definitely looks like it's been opened recently. No, no tricks, kid. I'm gonna tell you something. Probably ain't a good idea to just open that door. Oh, it's probably trapped or something. I mean, there's a guy waiting with a shotgun. So if you call that a trap, then then yeah. Would he let you in? Maybe. I've been gone a minute now. You... <clears throat> Hold on. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you got a different way in? Well, uh, we can try and see if we can get in the sewer entrance, but... I mean, that's gonna... That's gonna take a little while. And I ain't never been through it, so I don't know what type of defenses or traps are going to be in there, but I'll show you where it is. So wait, is this, is this, around the back, is this uh, remotely connected to the building that we went into at all? Is... Yeah, it's 100% okay. connected to it. It's just an exposed basement to an old Victorian okay. home. Uh, well, Tristan pipes up then. Well, <clears throat> well, there's got to be some kind of entrance inside somewhere. No, there... I mean, unless you're going to go through the floor, there's the sewer entrance, and there's this one. Maybe we should try to go through the floor. <laughs> Who's what with did, me? What do they do, board up the entrance from the inside? No, that was 
there was never an entrance to it. Like, you just always have had to come outside in order to get into the basement. An old house like this, uh, like, uh, I, I could probably get through the wooden floor there with just some acid. I got, I got an acid splash spell. Let's do it. Yeah, I take my uh, revolver out and load one of my uh, acid cartridges into it. And uh, let's um, jump back through the window and then head back to that uh, that main room. Now, we need to establish one thing for canon before you do this. Does your spell gun make a noise when you shoot things out of it? Absolutely, it's a gun. Okay. <laughs> Well, no, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I need to establish that yeah. and just, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be like, oh, now everybody's alerted to your presence. And then you're like, but it's silent. You know what I mean? So we've got it. Established oh, I mean, for... we've been yelling at each other for the last like five <laughs> minutes. I am not worried about the element of surprise right now. <laughs> That's a fair, fair point. <laughs> All right. So, um. Yeah, let's go back to that that first uh, main room that had the three doors. Okay. And um, in the center of the room, I'm gonna shoot my gun right right at the the middle of the floor there with my uh, acid round. Okay. To, um. So you fire your acid round in, and it burns through. It burns through a little bit of the floor. You know, it gets probably the first like let's say inch or so in like a five foot area, but you realize that you're going to have to shoot this a couple times. If you're going to want to, if you're going to want to actually do that. All right. It's a cantrip. So it doesn't take any of my MP. I got a few of these cartridges. <laughs> They're about <laughs> to expire anyway. And so, yeah, I, I load up all six rounds of it and uh, I shoot away. <laughs> I unload on this thing. Okay, so you're literally just going to keep firing and firing and firing until there's a hole in the in the floor? <laughs> it, everything's already so ridiculous at this point. Yes, I'm doing that. As he's doing this, I, I use thermaturgy and I start making the whole ground start to rumble and shake. And I, I use my loud voice and I say, <laughs> There's no way out for you, Donnie. <laughs> okay, so... So you uh, you finish making the entire house shake, and uh, you hear the windows start to crash, uh, to shatter and crash in the background. Some of the some of the plates in the dining room fall off of the off of the out of the cabinets onto the floor, and there's just so much noise. And finally, you can see the candlelight below you in this large enclosure, and there's a long there's a long bar with. Uh, with 16 bar stools along it there's and you can kind of see a piano off in the corner as well but you know as you've announced yourself quite thoroughly you cannot see any sign of people alright who wants to jump in first you Tristan ladies and gentlemen when next we join our heroes they will be jumping in to Donnie Smiles Speakeasy. Will they get shot in the face? God, I fucking hope so, because this was a terrible plan. Join <laughs> us next time on Fillmore's Crossing.